Your greatest moment in life, defining moment in life, is before you. You are, you are not finished. You're not finished. You just begun. It's not over until God says it's over. So don't be lukewarm, double-minded, and looking back. Get all excited because everything is, everything is on time. Everything is on time. You hear me? Everything is on time. He will make all things work for the good of them that love God. He will turn your ashes of a failure, of a disappointment, of a disillusionment, and turn it into something beautiful. Something beautiful. I said, He's going to give you beauty for ashes. So we, we are just so blessed. There is nothing to, to, to be anxious about. You just walk in the Spirit and you do it all right. Welcome. Thank you for watching. This is an hour of revelation and impartation. The Lord has a message for His people because God loves His people. God cares for His people. God has a plan for His people. Wonderful things are installed for the people of God. Though we are living in the last days of the last days, God will not abandon His people. There is victory for those who trust in God, who wait upon God, who walk with God. I'm going through a very, very important subject. What comes first? The rapture? Or the great tribulation? Christ? Or the Antichrist? What should we expect in this decade? the final decade, in this 70th week of Daniel that we're living in. What will be the sequence of events? What if I miss the understanding regarding the sequence of events and I do the wrong thing? Will I lose my salvation if I take the number of the beasts unbeknown to me, deceived? What does scripture say about that? These are issues that are critical for us. Things that we need to know as the people of God. Living in the last days of the last days. We need a full understanding. An appreciation of the revelation regarding the times and seasons we're living in. There's over 400 predictions regarding the end of time. Regarding the days we're living in. We're living in such a time of an acceleration of biblical prophecy being fulfilled. There is a convergence. World events and biblical prophecy all coming together so that we will live in this hour. We'll be able to say this is that. This is that. So that we will be equipped, ready to fight the good fight of faith because the battle has begun. The battle for your future for your eternity is on the line right now. Not knowing what is coming next would trip you into doing the wrong thing and totally wipe out all that you have done in the past for the Lord. Because taking the number of the beast is the issue of this decade 
If you take the number of the beast, then you lose your salvation. Yes, you lose your salvation. Once you take the number of the beast, you cannot go back. There is no repentance after you take the number of the beast. That is why it is critical and important that you know when the number of the beast is coming. Because the devil is going to camouflage, is going to hide it, is going to deceive, is going to manipulate, is a controlling spirit, is going to control and lie because he's a deceiver. So you need to know clearly the biblical timeline, the events that are before you, because we're told what's going to happen, how it's going to happen, where it's going to happen, and we're told what we're to do as the people of God. There is clarity and no ambiguity when it comes to God regarding the times and seasons we're living in. Because we're living in a time of visitation. We're living in a time that you need to pray more and listen more to the Holy Spirit. Because there's more Holy Spirit being poured. There's more anointing coming. Because there's more to be done in this hour than ever before. Therefore, God is calling his people to return to, it is written, to return to the Bible. Every believer must become now a Bible student. And every Bible student must become now a missionary. You must be about the Father's business of proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, of sharing with your family and friends, because we are living in the last days of the last days. The Lord Jesus Christ is coming back. And we need, as a people of God, to know what time it is, because the time is revealed in Scripture. We need to know what events are coming, because they are revealed in Scripture. When they're coming, because it's revealed in Scripture. All the details we need are given to us. And it is written. This is why everyone listening to me don't need to follow me, but to follow the Scriptures. Because we're going to go through the scriptures and show you from the scriptures what scripture says. Because what scripture says is the only thing that matters. I've said this many times. Because I'm like a, a mailman. I bring the mail. You can open the mail. You can throw away the mail. You can ignore the mail. But I have to be faithful to deliver the message I've received of the Father. To warn my generation of the imminent return of our Lord and Savior. And of the imminent deception of this final decade. This is the decade of the 70th week of Daniel. This is the decade of the restoration of all things. And the end of all things. The coming of our Lord and Savior. Everything that's happening around us are signs of the end of time. The Lord Jesus is coming back soon, very, very soon. He's coming, coming for a church without spot, without wrinkle, coming for a people that are prayed up and filled up, coming for you. Your work on earth will soon be over because the king is coming with the kingdom. And you have been chosen to rule and to reign together with Christ, joint heir with Christ Jesus. You have been made a priest after the order of Melchizedek, an eternal order. You do not want the doctrines of men to deceive you into losing your destiny. I'm talking of a destiny to rule and reign with Christ Jesus. There is nothing over the side of heaven 
as glorious as what awaits for you in heaven. The king himself preparing a city, whose maker and builder is God, to bring that to you. That is why I want to go through the scriptures more carefully on this subject. Because many of the people will be deceived by the pre-trib rapture. Because the pre-trib rapture is the devil's master plan to condition the people of God to take the number of the beast, thinking it's a precursor. So that by the time they realize it's too late, they will stand before God and say, we prophesied in your name. We healed the sick in your name. We were sincere. Yes, they were sincere and sincerely wrong. That's why it's important, critical, that you walk with me as we together share from Scripture and hear what God says regarding this issue of the pre-trib rapture. Because the pre-trib rapture, I believe, is the basis of the falling away of 2 Thessalonians before the manifestation of the Antichrist. You will not be revealed until the falling away, which is the pre-trib rapture reconditioning the people of God to fall away into the lies and the deceptions because of misunderstanding the sequence of events regarding the coming of our Lord and Savior. I'm talking about the rapture. What is the rapture? When Jesus Christ comes to take his church, when he comes for the church, I'm not talking about the second coming when he comes together with the church, with the saints, to rule and to reign for a thousand years. I'm talking about the end of the church age and the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Is it pre-trib or post-trib, pre-wrath rapture? I'm going to show you from Scripture what Scripture says. Because Scripture is the way that God wants us to be led, not led by men, men's theology, men's teaching. He wants us to be led by it is written, to know what God said, and to follow only what God said in his word. Not to be a people pleaser, but to please him by obeying him, because he wrote this love letter, 1,500 years, 40 writers writing to tell you what time it is, the events that are before you, so that you will not be beguiled, you will not be deceived. Jesus said, in the last days, don't be deceived because we are in the days of deception, manipulation, lying spirits, controlling spirits. This is why I want to walk you through. Let's go together and see what the pre-trib says and what the Bible says. I'm measuring on pre-trib because that's a major teaching in the world. Since 1830, when Margaret MacDonald had a dream that was canonized, in Schofield Bible, meant to be the doctrine of the evangelical church, a false doctrine. When people saw it put in scripture, it became scripture. It was canonized. Is this doctrine a biblical doctrine, or is this a doctrine of demons, deception? This coming from a woman, Margaret MacDonald, Mark means son of. MacDonald means ruler. That means Margaret, the daughter of the ruler of the world. That spirit is ruling the world. The spirit of deception, the spirit of controlling the Jezebel spirit that has been unleashed on the earth. And the people of God have been beguiled, deceived, 
sincere people, wonderful people, people who love God, people who, who just passionately in love with Jesus, but deceived by this Jezebelic teaching that has been unleashed in the church and put in the Bible, the Schofield Bible, to canonize it and to make it like the gospel, like gospel truth, when it's not gospel truth, because everything it says is in contradiction with biblical truth. You say, oh man of God, where is that? Well, I want to walk us through together. Scripture interpreting scripture. Here little, there little. The first misunderstanding and misapplication by the pre-tribbers is Titus chapter 2 verse 13. Looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing which is the rapture. That is what we're talking about, the, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, the blessed hope, the appearing, the parousia, the first coming of the Lord for your church. That's what we're talking about. The, when will that take place? Will that take place before the great tribulation? Or will that take place after the tribulation? Is the blessed hope what the what the pre-tribber say? The pre-tribber says the secret departure, sudden departure of the saints, caught away, taken out, is the blessed hope. That those who follow God and walk with God and love God, they're going to be, one of these days, they're going to suddenly disappear, be taken away. And you won't know where, where they're gone because he has secretly come to take his, his people because that is the blessed hope. But is it the blessed hope? Is there a scripture that says the secret departure of believers is the blessed hope? We don't have a scripture that says that. We don't have clear scripture that says the pre-trib rapture, sudden disappearance of believers is the blessed hope. We have scripture. That tells us what the blessed hope is. The blessed hope is the promise that we've been given by Jesus Christ that he's coming back. He told his disciples, I'm going to prepare a place for you. I'll come back again. John chapter 14, 1 to 3. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go and I prepare a place for you. That way I am, there you may be also. That is a blessed hope. I'm going to prepare a city. I'm going to prepare for you. I'll come back again. And I'll take you to myself. This is the hope of the church. This is why we believe in Jesus. This is why we're willing to lay down our lives for Jesus. Because he's coming back with a city. Whose maker and builder is God. He's been building that city for the last 2,000 years. He created everything in six days. Yet he has been preparing for us, for our homecoming, for 2,000 years. I can just imagine what a glorious, glorious city 
the city of God, the Father God will be there. Father, I say to the son, go get me a bride on earth. Get a, go down, get yourself a bride and come back and prepare for that bride. And he came down. He died for you and me. He purchased you and me. And he said, I'm going to prepare. We're going to have a wedding feast. Very soon that wedding feast is going to take place in the city of God. That city that is building, preparing for his bride to come home. Will the bride be taken secretly? Will the bride be here through the great tribulation? The answers are in scripture. Those are the answers we want to look at. So that we will not be deceived. Because the question is, if he loves us so much, why would he let us go through the great tribulation? We are the bride. Why would he drag us into the dirt? Why would he get us beat up? Why would he do all these things? Jesus is not doing that. The devil is doing it. God the Father is not doing it. The devil he is the one who hates the fact that you are about to go home to spend an eternity with God in the city with Mecca and Builder is God. That's why he's angry. That's why he's coming after the people of God to deceive them because he knows they are going to be Free from all sickness and disease and all pain will be no more. So things are going to change and things are going to change soon. And so the devil is desperate to, to, to discourage the people of God, to deceive the people of God, to hinder the people of God from going all the way with Jesus. That's why it, the time has now come. This is the final battle. This is the final, the, the final push right now. That's why you need to understand these things clearly and know for sure from Scripture that we will go through the great tribulation that the blessed hope is the appearing of Christ at the end of the tribulation, immediately after the tribulation of those days. Matthew 24, verse 29 to 31. Immediately after the tribulation of those days. That's when it's going to happen. How do we know it's going to happen after the tribulation? That the tribulation comes first. The Antichrist comes first, before Christ comes. I'm talking about the rapture, the pre-trib rapture. It is wrong in that they say the church is going to be gone before. It is post-trib, pre-wrath rapture. That's what the Bible talks about. The church will be here through the great tribulation. God wants you to get yourself prayed up, filled up. And ready for the, to, to fight the good fight of faith. And to struggle against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness. In this final combat. In this final battle. The battle that will end up in the battle of Armageddon. When Jesus himself will come. And this will be the final showdown. To end the rebellion of Satan. And establish the kingdom of God. You said to me, men of God, stop right there. How do you know the church will be here to go through the great tribulation. Do you have a scripture that says that? Can you prove that from scripture? Yes, we can prove that the church will be gone because there's no verse that says the church will be gone before the tribulation. But we can prove to you that the Bible says the church will be here during the great tribulation. Because there is a scripture that says that. But there's no scripture that says the church will be gone in a sudden disappearance before the tribulation. We have a scripture that says clearly that the church will be here in Matthew 24, verse 22. Talking about the great tribulation. 
which is here now. This is what Jesus himself said. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the sake of the elect, for, for the sake of what? The elect. The days will be cut short. Because the elect are here on the earth during the great tribulation. That's why the, the Lord will have to cut the time short. For the sake of the elect. Where are the elect? On the earth. Are they going through the great tribulation? Yes, they are going through the great tribulation. And God will cut the time short to take his children out of danger, to preserve them, to tell the devil, time out. Because he cannot defeat the people of God. Because the people of God will be here. Why are we going to be here? Because it's a showdown. Greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. We have overcome him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony. Because we love not our lives unto death. As he is, so are we. Greater is he that's in you right now. That you don't have to be anxious about going through the great tribulation. Because it is fear that makes people embrace pre-trip rapture. It is, oh, I don't have to go through this. You don't have to because God's going to take you through. He is your strength. He is your shield. He is your protector. He is your provider. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. He is taking you through to the other side because he loves you too much. That's why he says you cut the days short for the sake of the elect because the elect are still here. If they were taken out before the great tribulation, then Jesus won't have to cut the time short because they'll be gone. But for the sake of the elect, time is going to be cut short because the elect are still on earth. The church will go through the great tribulation according to the scripture. The sequence of events. Will Antichrist come first or will Christ come first? Antichrist will come first, then Christ will come. Great tribulation, then great jubilation when the king comes to take his church home. That's a sequence of events, biblical sequence of events, according to the scriptures. That is why time will be cut short because the devil will be like, I'm going to go after you, I'm going to stop you. But he won't be able to do that because God's going to take his children out. The pre-tribber have another problem. Why am I talking more about this? Because I'm concerned of the body of Christ being deceived into taking the number of the beast because of the pre-trib teaching that says every sign of the time is a precursor. That tells the people that you will not be here the church will be gone. When the scripture says the church will be here, the time will be cut, cut short because of the elect that will be still here on earth. They say, okay, there will be those not so good Christians, not on fire Christians, kind of bad Christians. Yeah, they'll go through the great tribulation. But we who are prayed up, ready, we won't be here will be gone. Those who are not 
really walking the talk, living the life, yeah, they will go through the great tribulation and they will be beheaded for their faith. But we will be uh, in, in the sky with the Lord in the clouds. We won't be part of it. Though there is no scripture that says that. Because now we have a resurrection that takes place at the beginning of the 70th week of Daniel with people suddenly disappearing and the dead being raised and disappearing into the clouds. And then the believers that are on the earth being beheaded by the Antichrist and dying for their faith. Those believers, the pre-trip says, they will be raised at the second coming of the Lord. When he comes back with the saints that have already been uh, given their rewards, that have already gone through the Bema seat of Christ, that already have gone through the wedding feast, and these beheaded, they don't have to, go, to stand before Christ and, and give an account of their stewardship. They, 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 they don't have to go through the wedding feast. They, they, they don't have to, to stand before the, the Bema seat of Christ because they are on earth and we are in heaven. So these believers that are beheaded don't have the opportunity to sit down at the banqueting table in heaven at the wedding feast. Because they're still being beheaded because pre-trib rapture takes the church before the 70th week of Daniel. That means these on earth will not have a chance to go up because when he comes back with the saints is to set up the kingdom. So they won't go up. They won't receive their rewards. That's the problem. The problem is they have to be raised because they have been beheaded. They're dead. That means they have to be a, a resurrection at the beginning of the 70th week of Daniel. There had to be another resurrection at the end of the week, 70th week of Daniel when Jesus comes back with the saints. Well, that resurrection is not in Scripture. It's not in Scripture. There is not a Scripture that says there will be a resurrection of the saints that were beheaded during the Great Tribulation. There's no Scripture that says that. So where did that come from? That again is that Jezebelic spirit that came out from Scotland, from a woman that received a dream from the evil one to snare the people of God, deceive the people of God, mislead the people of God, condition the people of God to be, to be completely deceived and the falling away as a result. That's how serious this is. Your eternity depends upon this knowledge, the sequence of events regarding the end of time. So many prophecies are being fulfilled and the evangelical are saying it's precursor. It's precursor. All this, the prophecies are being fulfilled and they're precursors. They're precursors. The uh, 666 precursor. Antichrist precursor. As long as the church is here, it's a precursor. And that's what the devil loves. Exactly what the devil loves. He has done it before. He blinded the children of Israel. When Jesus came, did, fulfilled all the scriptures. But they did not want to follow scriptures. They wanted to follow the Sadducees and Pharisees. Followed men. They are still in darkness. 2,000 years later, they still don't know that he came. He died for their sins. And he rose again. Ascended to the right hand of God. They still don't know that. 
Why? Because of the teachings of men and the doctrines of men. That's what blinds the people of God. The people of God don't like to go back to scripture. That's why the church did not want people to have scripture. People had to die to get scripture into your hands. Once again, they're taking away the scripture and say, just listen to us. We're the professional. We understand. This is the way it's going to be. No. Go back to scripture. Find out for yourself. The Holy Spirit will teach you. He will guide you. That's why it's important to know that you are going to go through the great tribulation. And God's going to go through with you. He is going to be with you all the way. It's going to be all right. Because God loves you too much to leave you alone. And that's why the scripture is clear. That there will not be a third resurrection. First resurrection, pre-trib, sudden disappearance, graves opened. The living caught up to join the, the, the dead to meet the Lord in the air. Pre-trib. Then the saints that die for their faith, raised at the end of the, of the great tribulation. Then there is another resurrection after 1,000 years, the resurrection of the wicked. Three resurrections and they are no way to be found in scripture. There's not one scripture that talks about three resurrections. What does the Bible talk about? It talks about two resurrections. So where do they get this other third resurrection? It's made up. It's not true. It's not biblical. You say, where is that? Revelation chapter 20, verse 5 and 6, tells us that there are only two resurrections. Post-trib, pre-wrath resurrection, and rapture. And then 1,000 years after the resurrection of the wicked. That's a biblical sequence of events. According to the scriptures, the second resurrection is going to be after 1,000 years. So all of God's children are going to go same time, post-trib, pre-wrath of God. They will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Then the wicked will remain dead for another thousand years. But the rest of the dead do not leave again until a thousand years. We're finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he who has part in the, res in the first resurrection. The post-pre-wrath resurrection of the saints. Immediately after the tribulation of those days. Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such the second death has no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ. And shall reign with him for a thousand years. Now we're talking about at the end of the great tribulation. The dead in Christ will be raised first. And we who are alive will be called up to meet the Lord in the air. Then those who are wicked will remain in the grave for a thousand years. Two resurrections. One for the righteous and the other one for the wicked at the end of 1,000 years. That's why it is extremely important that we understand what is the sequence of events. Because the sequence of events determines what you do. You have to know. That's why God reveals the, the timeline and the sequence of events. 
so that you will not be deceived. Because the devil can only get you through deception. He has no power over you. Because Christ is your strength. But if you open yourself to the deception, he, just like Adam and Eve, they were told by God, don't do that. And they were deceived into doing it. It is deception. That's why Jesus said, don't be deceived in the last days. These are the days of deception. That's why the pre-trib rapture began in 1830 to, to condition people for this hour that we're living in. But I say to you, the good news is that I believe in the parousia or the rapture. I believe the dead in Christ will be raised. And I believe we who are alive will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. I believe that glorious event is going to take place immediately after the tribulation of those days, according to Matthew 24, verse 29 to 31. And this is what's going to happen on that day. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 16 to 17. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we, who are alive after the great tribulation, we who are going to go through to the other side, the devil won't kill all of us. He won't have authority, dominion, to destroy the church of Jesus Christ. The gates of hell will not prevail. We who are alive at the end of the great tribulation and remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord with them in the clouds. That shall we always be with the Lord. That is the, the testimony of the Apostle Paul. That's what he says. And I say, yes, very soon the trumpet will sound. And the dead in Christ will be raised first. And we who are alive will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. This is the blessed hope. The coming for Lord Jesus Christ. We who are alive. There will be a company of people on the earth. A victorious, triumphant church. There will be a people. The Antichrist, the false prophet, the ten kings will not be able to stop. There is coming a church without spot, without wrinkle. There's coming a church on fire. There's coming a victorious, triumphant people of God on the earth that will do the great works of God that Daniel saw. Daniel saw the people of God. He saw in Daniel chapter 11, verse 32 to 35, those that know their God, are going to do exploits. There is going to be exploits. I'm talking about supernatural exploits. I'm talking about financial exploits. I'm talking about the transfer of wealth to the people of God. I'm talking about amazing, amazing miracles and signs and wonders as it was in Egypt, as Moses began to demonstrate the greatness of our God, the bigness of our God. As we begin to move in power under the shadow of the Almighty God, the devil can't stop us. The devil won't hinder you. You are the only enemy to yourself by your stinking thinking, by doubting God. You are going without. There will be provision for those who love God. There will be victory for those who love God. There will be a shout of victory 
in every city, in every place all around the world, a people that the devil can't get to, a people that the devil cannot touch because they are the anointed of the Lord. They are sealed by God. They are the overcomers. They are going through. They are going to the other side. There will be a victorious church on the earth. They will be preserved by God. They will be protected by God. They will be provided for by God. There is a demonstration of the bigness of God on the earth in these last days. Men will learn to walk in the nowness of God. Men will learn to walk in the in the bigness of God and that's coming right now right now right now it is moving there's a move of God then the move is on because God's preparing a people f for victory to show the devil that he has no power over his redeemed that is why the church needs to return to biblical Christianity we need to go back to it is written that we may prepare ourselves for the hour of visitation this glorious hour miracles of biblical proportion going to happen because God is not finished with the church. And the church will be here, victorious and triumphant. And when he comes, you know, going to be some secret departure, sneaking out through the back. It's going to be in his face. You hear me? I say it's going to be in the face of the Antichrist, the false prophet, the ten kings. We're going to be riding in their face and we're going to spit on them and, and leave and say goodbye. Because we know who we are and we know who's we are. Because we know whose we are and we know where we are going. We are going home. The king is coming for us. We are his children. King's kids. Set apart. Anointed for such a time. That's you and me. That's why we need to be excited in the Lord because the pre-tribe says, oh, there's a mystery. The, the, the pre-tribe rapture is a mystery. It's a mystery. Because they take this passage, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 51 to 52. They misapply it again. Distortion of scripture. Misapplication of scripture. Bad exegesis. Bad epistemology. It's all bad. Because it's not, it changes the intent of the writer. What does the writer talk about? The mystery. Because they say, oh, there's a mystery. That's a mystery departure of believers to meet the Lord in the air. That's not what scripture says. It doesn't say that. They'll tell you, oh, yeah, yeah, they, they don't know because it's a mystery. Or because there's a scripture that says mystery. But the mystery is described, the mystery is given, and it's not sudden departure of believers through the back door to meet the Lord in the air. We are told by scripture what that mystery is. Let's go to it and see. Behold, I tell you a mystery. Now, he's going to tell us a mystery. If the mystery is a sudden departure of the overcomers before the great tribulation is going to tell us. He's going to tell us in the next verse because this is the, the subject, the mystery. What mystery? He's going to tell us what that mystery is. That's a simple English. You don't need ex-Jesus. You don't need to, 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 to make, a, uh, make up stuff to confuse people when it's clear statement. We know what he says. I'll show you a mystery. Then the question is, what mystery? We shall not all sleep. We're not all going to be killed by the Antichrist. That's the mystery. That the Antichrist wants to kill all the believers, but he won't be able to kill all the believers. He won't be able to, 
to stop the overcomers. He won't be able to exterminate the overcomers. There will be a company of mighty people, millions and millions of people that are going to be on earth in the face of the devil, the, the Antichrist, the false prophet, and they are going to be triumphant and victorious. He won't be able to touch them. Touch not my anointed, because God is with them, and God is for them. We won't all sleep. That's the mystery. What is the mystery? We won't all sleep. That means we won't all be killed by the Antichrist, but we shall all be changed. So there is a company of people through the Great Tribulation that's going to go through to the other side, and they're going to be caught up with the Lord in the air, triumphant and victorious, with a shout of victory. They're going to leave this earth because they've been faithful. They trusted in God. They did not trust in themselves. They did not try to preserve themselves, protect themselves. They abandoned themselves to the Lord, and the Lord watches over them, and the Lord provides for them, and the Lord protects them. That's a company that will be changed in a twinkling of an eye. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed in a moment of time into his likeness. When we shall see him, we shall be like him. Because as he is, so are we. We shall see him. One of these days we shall wake up to sleep no more, and wake up in glory when we shall see the king. Oh, the king is coming. This is the mystery. We shall not all be beheaded by the Antichrist. We will live through the great tribulation, triumphant, victorious, because greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. That means you don't have to be afraid because people are embracing pre-trib rapture for fear. Oh, I just want, that's what I want to believe. They're in denial because all the, the signs of the times are indicating that we are now in the final days and they're still in denial because they are afraid. What are you afraid of? Is your God bigger than the Antichrist? Is he bigger than the false prophet? Is he bigger than the ten kings? Is he bigger than the devil himself? Is he bigger? How big is your God? If your God is bigger, then there's nothing to worry about. All you got to do is realize the bigness of God in you. You got to realize the nowness of God with you. That he is with you. And if he is for you, who can be against you? That he will protect you. And there will be a triumphant church in the last days that will be transformed, changed in a twinkling of an eye to meet the Lord in the air. They won't die. They won't go, they won't go without. God will be their provider because we know who we are. We know where we are. We know where we are going. He's going with us. He's taking us through. That is why I say to you, do not let the doctrines of men coming from um, Margaret MacDonald, MacDonald, son of the ruler of the world. Donald means ruler of the world. That means this spirit that has been unleashed, a Jezebelic spirit, to deceive the people of God, to condition the people of God, to take the number of the beast and lose their eternity. They're falling away. I say to you, stand up, speak out, go back to scripture, see what scripture says, and speak what God says, because what God says is the only thing that you need. I used to be a pre-treber. Very sincere people, very godly people, sincerely deceived. I personally was sincerely deceived. I personally preached pre-trib for 40 years because I followed the doctrines of men. Thank God it set me free. Thank God he showed me his, script, his word. I found favor in the sight of the Lord. Then he said, now go tell my people. 
Now go warn my people against this deception of the evil one. That they too may be free like you. Now I plead with you. I know it sounds so hard. Yes. This is extreme. It's an extreme situation. Because it means you you, there's a possibility of you losing your salvation. This is so extreme that I have to be extreme. Because of the nature of the situation. It demands that I plead with you. It demands that I tell you what it is. Because the devil is after your soul. He's after bringing the church into this apostasy. Pre-trib, rapture, apostasy. This is what God, the devil is doing. To bring the people of God into bondage to the Antichrist, the false prophet, under the name of precursor, precursor, precursor. It's a precursor, precursor. It's not a precursor. It is the real thing happening. And once you take, once you take that number of the beast, you're lost for all eternity. You cry out to the Father and say, I, I preached in your name. I raised the dead. I prophesied. He says, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I do not know you. I plead with you not to believe me, but to believe Scripture. I plead with you to go again and look at Scripture. What does Scripture say? Scripture, interpreting Scripture. So that you will be able to be free from the deception and the lies of the enemy to condition you to, to accept the number of beasts, thinking that it's a precursor and you're cursing yourself for all eternity. Hear me, child of God. It won't, it, it, it won't harm you to just take the Bible and go through these scriptures and see what they say for yourself so that you yourself will know for sure. You cannot say, oh, my pastor told me. That's not going to stand. The children of Israel, all deceived by the Pharisees and Sadducees, all perished. One million followers of the Pharisees and Sadducees were told by the Pharisees and Sadducees that God will protect them if they protect the temple. So one million of them surrounded the temple to protect it from Titus. And one million of them were slaughtered because they followed the doctrines of men. It is time to return to it is written. It is time to seek the Lord with all your heart. Because only it is written will guide you. Your future must not be given to someone else. Don't let someone else define your future. Tell you what's going to happen in the future. Because God wants you to know for yourself from his word where you're going. What time it is. What are the events that are going to take place. So that you will know from his word. Not from somebody's teaching. But from his word. This is the time for you to stop what you're doing. And take care of yourself. Take responsibility for your own life. Your own eternity. Based upon it is written. I invite you to seek the Lord. To look at these things as we go through them. As I show you every scripture that God says one thing. Pre-trip says the opposite. Everything is the opposite of what the scripture says. Everything, everything in pre-trib teaching has no biblical base. Everything they say is pure lies. It's a hoax. It's a deception. You heard what I said. Check for yourself. Check for yourself. 
They, everything they say is just, it's just a hoax. Jesus says, I'm coming after the tribulation. They say, no, no, it's not coming after the tribulation. Jesus says, behold, I show you a mystery. They say, oh, that mystery is, is a mystery departure. And the scripture says, the mystery is we won't all die because the Lord is going to protect us. Everything that they say is opposite because it's not from the Lord. It's not from God. You say, but how can we be deceived? Because you choose not to read his word. You choose not to obey his word. Just like Israel, they perished. Sincere people, wonderful people were slaughtered. One million of them defending the temple. Only a handful of people. Josephus, the historian, says all those who believed in Jesus, they'd already left the city. They were in Petra. And no one from the Jesus group was slaughtered in Jerusalem by Titus. Because they believed the prophecies. They believed the word of God. And they obeyed. And they were spared. Now I'm saying to you, yes, there is victory for those who believe. Yes, there is a way out for those who believe. Yes, you can know the truth. You can know the time. Because all things have been revealed to us. Except the day and the hour. Of the coming of our Lord and Savior. You say, man of God. Oh, I, I just want to know God. I don't fully understand all these things, but I'm going to check these things because you cannot take my word. You've got to check them out. You've got to see what scripture says. Don't listen to interpretations of people. It's not about interpretation. It's about clear scripture interpreting scripture. That's the only way you're going to know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You say, man of God, all right, pray for me. I want to just get right with God. I want to walk with God. I want to hear God. I don't know whether I would even understand these things if I read them. I want to pray that I get the Holy Spirit to teach me, to show me. The Holy Spirit will teach you all things. He will show you all things. The teacher is within you. There will be a witness in your spirit, man. And that's all you need, the Holy Spirit. You say, well, I need the Holy Spirit. Can you pray with me that I get the Holy Spirit? Yes, I'll pray with you. But you must, for, you must forgive anyone that has hurt you. You don't need to have bitterness, anger, unforgiveness. You need to forgive. You need to love your enemies as you love yourself. To do well for them, to, to do good for, to them, to do things that will encourage reconciliation and healing because you're a peacemaker. God wants you to be the extension of Jesus on the earth, the extension of his love, the extension of his grace. He wants your mouth to be his mouth. He wants you to love with the love of God. He wants you to be filled with his Holy Spirit. You say, yes, I am ready. I'll pray with you. You make the, the confession of every sin that comes to your mind. Because without holiness, you cannot see God. If I hide sin in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. So confess your sins right now. And I will pray a blessing upon you. Gracious, loving Father. I pray for all those, my Father, who are saying, Lord,
Forgive me. Cleanse me. I don't understand these things. All I need you is to anoint me with your Holy Spirit. To give me understanding. To guide me and to lead me. To strengthen me. Cleanse me from all my sins. Fill me to overflowing with your Spirit. From this day forth, I pray that you restore my first love. That I may love you in the way that I used to. That I may love you passionately. That I may be red hot for you, Jesus. I'm asking for Holy Spirit to fill me now. In Jesus' name, amen. You said to me, man of God, I don't know Jesus. I don't even know about the end of time, the pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib. I don't know any of that stuff. But this one thing I want, I want to spend an eternity with God. I don't want to spend my life in the lake of fire separated from God. I want to spend my life with God for all eternity. Because He is my Father. He created me. He made me. I don't want to follow Him. I want to obey Him. I want to be His child. I don't want to go with the devil to the lake of fire. I want to go with Jesus. What can I do? Pray this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. Write my name in the book of life. Grant unto me this day the power to become your child. And lead me from this day as I surrender my life to Jesus to be my Lord and my Savior. I thank you for writing my name in the book of life. I thank you for cleansing me from all my sin and all my righteousness. I thank you for making me your child. I now give you the praise and the thanks in Jesus' name. Amen.